Welcome to a nice here football podcast, Red Edition. Uh, Adelaide, why do you make me hate you so much? But I still love you, so please be good at the home games, at least when we're in attendance. Uh, Cooper's with me. How are you going? Yeah, not bad, Sam. How are you? Ah, excellent. Uh, we just recorded another pod, so I'm just saying hello to you again. Tommy, I'm saying hi to you again as well. What? What do you want? I'm just saying hello, man. All right. God. Not interested. Right. It is very late. We uh we just recorded our Euro one, which will be in your feeds if you haven't seen it. It'll be underneath this one. You'll see this one with a red logo. Underneath that, you'll see one with a green logo. It'll be episode 134. But here we are, red edition, Adelaide United uh three, MacArthur four, away from home. Where do we even start with this one? How about we just some overall thoughts on the display? Mm. Well, I can't quite remember the stat I sent you guys in the in the chat. It was something about us not keeping clean sheets in away games. It was like yeah, it was, 20 games long or something ridiculous. Something like that. We'll go with that. Doesn't it just resonate again in this? Like another unpolished away performance in that we were fucking shit for like 60 minutes of this game. Mm. We really, we had maybe three good 10 minute periods. There was sometimes we were scoring goals where we weren't playing the best either. Yeah. It's a weird one because you look at the stats. We, we had more of the ball and we had more shots on target. We had more shots off target. It, honestly, I'm only just reading these stats as we've gone to record because I, I don't usually look at them. Going off what I felt while I was watching it was that we were we were horrible, but were we that horrible or are we just negative United fans who see us concede some of the worst goals? And I think we sense the frustration that we get from the absolute best football that we can play and the absolute worst. We were great. Um, I think a lot of the possession comes from we get the ball we, we, we're doing this thing with Carl this year and I'm for it and it's going to have its teething issues Yeah, where we, we play out from the back and I think that's where our, our possession dominance in, in games has come from. When I say dominance, yeah, I, I mean winning possession battles more often than not, um, as even as this one was. But a lot of this was, especially in the first half, um, we spoke a few weeks ago about how SIS was going to turn out a bad performance probably every three or four games and that perhaps Carl needs to find the right balance about when to when to rotate him and when when to have him in the team. This might have been the one. He was shocking in this game. A lot of it was pass, 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 SIS turnover. And it just, it, again, the same as the victory game, it hurt Johnny Yell so much in this game because when he didn't have that reliable midfielder next to him, he wasn't able to to drop into those areas like he wanted. Um, we were just poor in all assets. I mean, Bovelina turned the ball over a bunch. Kiddo turned the ball over a bunch coming out from the back as well, especially during that first half. That's where I relate it to is that I didn't think Izzy was that bad because those first two passes that he played were spot on. Most of the time I saw him linking the play out of the back four when the initial transition really well. And I thought he was opening up good spaces. I've, I, he was beaten in one-on-one occasions. He didn't make as many tackles as he should have. And he did nothing to release Yale, yes. But I think those defensive lapses you're talking about was just that inability to get the ball out in that third pass and find someone on the wing or in the midfield, which is crazy to think because the way Zach Clough played this game, like you could just give the ball to him in every opportunity and he's going to fucking beat his man. But the amount of times that we burnt at Bov and Kiddo and 
Hopper and I just the one sticks out of my mind. Ansel tried to play this crossfield ball and it went nowhere near where he was trying to play it. And it fell into just a catchment of MacArthur players where one guy picked it up and he had two loose on his inside. And you're like, oh my God, that is the exact worst pass that you could play. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to go chronologically or not, Sam, but if I just go run this point. Um, 24th minute, it's it's one all at this point. Um, finally punished for turning the ball over as much as we did. Um, yep. No, turn the ball over right into the pocket of Ulysses de Villa. Um, this assist is nowhere near as good as people are making it out to be, by the way. No, um, it's not. Plays Matt Miller into what was a paddock. If he was any good, he would have used his weak foot. Um, but this <laughs> Miller finish, first time. This is an excellent finish. <laughs> Fuck you, goal, Miller. That's a great finish. First, first time into the bottom corner. Um, yeah, finish better than the assist for me. But No, the finish is as good as the assist makes it for me. I thought it was a nice assist. Outside of the foot, beautiful perfect weight on it and that he didn't have but to this is the this is the only reason that it in. this is the only reason that people would think this is such a good assist because he used the outside of his foot if if he missed this pass you would have been oh my god we got away with one there because we've turned the ball over and miller had defense is sitting ducks it would have just as, been another missed A-League pass, though. That shit dis- happens all the time. As disappointed as I have been with Ryan Kiddo in recent times, he was left on an absolute fucking island for this goal. And it was just so bad. And we were going to pay the price eventually for, for the amount of turnovers we yeah. had coming out of the back. And the, the space the centre-backs allowed the one focal strike to exploit between them was nuts. Like, it happened multiple times. Sometimes they didn't score. Sometimes they did on this occasion. That, I don't really know how you defend against that like is that is that just the understanding between popper and ansel at the moment or is that a defensive weakness that we have with the way that we set up because there's just it seems to be like we don't even play the highest line so i don't understand why the two of them are always square from one another like why would not one be tasked with dropping in just ever so slightly if the ball is going to get played in behind yeah, not the best outing uh, for the two of them. I thought we were hurt a lot by the by the amount of space in front of the two of them. Um, I just thought there was a huge gap between our between our midfield and our back four in this game, especially during that first half. And and no one just wanted to get in there and and just grit it out. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time teams get so easily in behind our back four because they have all the time in the world in front of our back four to size up their options and and pick a pass. Um. Tunnicliffe come on during the second half of this game and that exact scenario happened and he kicked the piss out of two blokes just consecutively, just <laughs> yeah, threw himself right in the middle of it and just made two excellent tackles. And I'm not saying mm. he was great and I'm not saying he's the solution, but that's what everyone needs to be willing to do. Every mm. player that's not in that back four needs to be willing to step into that gap and make a challenge. And it just seems like we're not often enough there. But isn't that why you would maybe change uh, not easy for... Uh, Tunny, but you would have Tunny and Izzy in there together. Um, look, I'm not saying play the double pivot like we did with one day, Izzy. I'm saying play Tunnycliffe, the fridge, in Yell's position. If we're in a position like in this game where somehow we made it to halftime and it's a 2-2 draw and we do have the attacking threat that we can always score no matter what the midfield setup is, maybe we should just be trying to play those two together sometimes in order to defend against, you know, what they had, which was, you know, Ulysses de Villa and Clayton Lewis is a good player. Jermaine was getting everyone's faces and still doing nice little interplay moves and linking the wingers in it. Matt Miller eventually scores. Raphael didn't have the best game, but 
you know, he's always an attacking threat. Maybe there is credence to playing these two together. Yeah, I've talked about Carl's ability to be tactically inept at times in the past, but you I'm did not call him sure. a fraud yesterday. Well, I'm not sure what he has seen in in Luke Dizel that nobody else has. But <laughs> we got our, our midfield defensively got flogged in the first half of this game. So we took off our sole defensive midfielder in SIS and brought on a guy who played an entire MPL season as an attacking midfielder. And I it was just pretty crazy, eh? I just don't understand it. It didn't fix anything. It didn't make anything better. Other than potentially the link up for Yale going forward. And hey, maybe that's why we scored one or two goals and we got in front in this game. But to me, it's also the reason why we fell apart late. Sam's the coach. Would you put would you put Luke Dizel in Izzy's position in that no scenario? Just wouldn't. <laughs> just wouldn't do it. Um, it just makes no sense. Cliche, but we we were the architects of our own downfall last night. Like you said, losing the ball in the middle of the park so many times, eventually it did hurt us with that Miller goal that you mentioned, Cooper. Uh, but the other time it really killed us, 82nd minute, we're 3-2 up. We can talk about Adelaide's goals in a sec. I just want to finish off on MacArthur because I don't like talking about him. But we're 3-2 up. We've got a corner and for some reason there's only one man back and we get absolutely rinsed on a counter. Even then MacArthur is so bad. They fuck it up and they don't make the most of it. And they still end up with a goal. And then like two minutes later, they score again and we go behind. I'm intrigued to know why I'd love to, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the coach's box and see what the reaction was. Um, Why was there only one? player back why did no one on the sideline notice it and call someone back why did the player on the halfway line not call someone back what is going on it's a really go away from home yeah it's it's a really i'll just insert quick it's a really weird position for us to be in because that five minutes prior there was a uh like a passage of play where macarthur weren't even pressing us and we were just keeping the ball at three two up knocking it around looked in complete control and then we give away an attacking opportunity like this. I don't have any answers. Doing the doing the Sam and dying mid podcast there. Um, no, but <laughs> everyone's got COVID here, guys. Everyone's got COVID. Yeah, I, I just I'm going to make a different point now, just to what Tom said there. You mentioned that before this, there was a play where we were just keeping the ball for five or ten minutes, and and they weren't pressing us, and we looked completely in control. When do we ever do that? When does, does this side that, that Calvi has put out for the last two seasons ever keep the ball? And when we're about to lose? It, well, it's when we, we go in front in games. When yeah. we play our own football, 80% of the time we're better than the teams that we're playing against. But for some reason, as soon as we get in a lead, Carl and, and the players and whatever the, the tactics we're going with have this utter obsession of just changing our game style. Why, when you get on top of a team, you know, we go three to up in this game and there is 35 minutes, 40 minutes to play in this game. Put them away. Go again. You, We were rolling. We were too good for them at this time. Go again. Like, I it's don't like hitting, It's like hitting ultra defensive twice just because you've gone up and you're like, okay, shit, here we go. Conserve, hold. It wasn't entirely like that. Luca had a really good chance at three, two, a glancing header that he, look, I think he should have scored. Yeah, I'm crumbling. And I think as well that Carl, again, has waited too long to make substitutions, certain substitutions in this game, where we've gone three to up, 55 minutes in, we were all over them. About 65-ish minutes in, 
Nesta and Halloran were done, man. They were absolutely cooked. But he left them out there for another 15. And because of that, we we weren't able to press this this tired, worn out MacArthur back four. And we waited and we waited. And then eventually we brought we brought Musa and, and Bernardo on for Ben and Nesta with 10 minutes to go and and didn't have a lot going forward and, and conceded twice. Um Musa's 10 Is minute it... cameo, he created problems. He nearly he did, scored yeah. twice, but but created massive problems for them. Bernardo, not so much, but but why not give them 20 minutes to run at tired defenders rather than letting tired wingers run at tired defenders? I would rather this, but I'd like to ask you quick whether or not I've been thinking more and more about this. I mean, Kiddo used to be a winger, didn't he not? And so if you're 3-2 up in a game and you've got a tired left winger and Ben Halloran and you've got Yavi Lopez now finally on the bench, why would you not just push Kiddo up into the left side of midfield, get him to cover the space that the uh, the, the the young winger that's been brought on to exploit is, you know, doing as he did and bring Yavi Lopez on? Like, it doesn't have to be Bernardo on the left wing. Why not push Kiddo up and bring someone in that can defend? Yeah, well, no, there was no Harvey Lopez on the bench for this one. But um, if he does come likely, back. Yeah, back for the next game. Um, no, I still don't see it. I don't think Kiddo's the guy to to put on the wing and and try and... If we're, if we're winning, though, defenders. and you try, you try and but conserve just, a defensive lead. Uh, but I don't, I don't see the necessity to be conservative. I think being conservative is our consistent downfall. It's, it's our inability to but we're not but we're not actually being conservative because we do we bring on attacking minded players no matter what because that's what the bench is geared towards all of a sudden you think because we're holding the ball it means we're being conservative we're trying like that's good game management we're trying to kill the game the fact is is that we we've created chances and we didn't take them when we were three two up i i I think that at three two up Luca's half chance that that glass it's not a half over. chance he should, he has to I reckon he has to score he's got a free header about ten yards out he should, mistimes the header it should be he should should, should, te- should should test the keeper it's it's not it's not a it's not a gimme goal should test the keeper but that's the only chance they they scored a very that, similar goal to that to open the scoring so to me that's a gimme goal. Okay, well, that chance alone, that one Luki Ivanovic chance, is the only chance we created in forty minutes in the last forty minutes of this game after going three to up. Bar Musa testing Kurto by hitting volleys from outside the box with five minutes to go. That one chance is the only chance we created in the last forty minutes when we are an attacking side. To me, that's conservative. It wasn't. It it wasn't because MacArthur knuckled down and were better than us. We just stopped playing our game, and we we did it against did it against the Woo. We've done it against other teams at times already this season. We just we stopped playing our game, and our two best performances this year, especially the City one, was when we were just continually relentless. Like we went in front against City, we got the two goal buffer. Hey, there's a third, there's a fourth, there's a fifth, there's a sixth. Why are we not looking to do this against oppo- opposition that should technically be weaker than City? But that's just because we finished our chances that night. Like we didn't create any more good chances against City than we did against MacArthur. Yeah, I have to hard disagree with that. But I don't know if Sam has any any thoughts. Nah, not really. I was just happy to let you two go on a bit there. Um, my concerns with this team right now are that every kind of third of the pitch seems to be operating almost separately from each other if that makes sense. Um, Defence, kind of shambolic, but they still feel like they're they're not getting much help from the midfield who are 
you know, scrapping and just at times just getting beaten way too easy or being way too sloppy. And then sometimes a front third that are completely disconnected and not not giving the midfield any help. And so it just flows on from Gauchi right down the pitch. Um, Gauchi perhaps at times as well stopped this from being worse than it was. Once again, he is, is he, is he a, it's probably cloth at the moment, but is Gauchi a shout to be our best player at the moment this season? Yes, yeah, two, horse, two horse race. Yeah, they're miles ahead of the rest of the pack. Um, I just I I stress so much about the state of this midfield, and and obviously Clough's been excellent, and we've we've enjoyed Yull at times this season, but this was a, a two man midfield in in Bacchus and Lewis that tore apart a three man midfield, and and that should never happen. I think you might be underestimating Jermaine's influence in this, the way that he dropped in and occupied that kind of space that meant that Clough was supposed to mark him, but not so much because he doesn't really do that much marking. There was a, there was a few overloads in this. And MacArthur unbeaten. Um, they don't play a great brand of football. They love to suck the tempo out of the game. And, you know, they, <laughs> they've got some good players mixed with some average players and they're going to do well this season, I think, because they do what we don't do properly. And that's, you know, nullify attacking threats on the opposition. Yeah. Um, Potentially. Go on, Cooper. I, I think my biggest my biggest thing about what I'm saying is towards we change our game style too much. I think the last two weeks are a great example of Western United pay it play sorry play rather at this lightning pace it's just they want to play end-to-end football and when we played the woo last week it was just end-to-end to end-to-end if Lockie Wales was a half decent footballer we lose that game we would have lost yeah and it's end-to-end to end-to-end but then as we say we come and we play against MacArthur this week and they like to suck the energy out of the game so we let them and it's two weeks in a row we've let an opponent that we're capable of beating dictate yeah. how the game is going to be played. And yeah. I just feel enough like we're not playing our own game style and we're just falling into the brands of these opposition teams. That's fair. No, that's fair. I'd just like to see us open up a different avenue that we can combat both of those game styles and that we can control the ball for 20, 30 minutes of a game. And because they were zapped, like they obviously had one more final push and they scored two goals in three minutes. But I thought, for, by and large, that was zapped in that second half. And that's such a disappointing game to throw away because there were so many, like we've just spoken about, there are so many ways we could have combated that fight back and we just didn't do any of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure how good MacArthur are. Like, we talk about them being undefeated, but they've they've beaten Central Coast and, and Western United. Um, and then they've got draws against City, Victory. So have we. And mm-hmm. now they've beaten us. So yeah, I, I don't, it's not a team that we should be, should be losing a game to, especially from the position we were in. Um, I don't know if you saw my message after this game. I was pretty fired up because Colby did an interview with, with Daniel Garb after the game. And he said that he felt that we were never in this game. And mm. I understand that most people felt like football wise, we were dominated, but you can't tell me that with a three, two lead 10 minutes up, we weren't in a game of football. How more how more in a game do you want to be than having a lead with 10 minutes to go? Yeah. Can't disagree with that. Good moments, though. Do you want to talk about some good, uh, good moments? Bovelina, yeah, first goal. Great header. There, there were some good moments in this game. The first goal that Nestor cuts back to 
Uh, Zach Cloth, beautiful, attacks the space, beats two men. You know, Zachy on the spot as it is. He's had another fantastic game as well where he's just occupied all of those Caruska-Flores areas. He's turned out of trouble. Just the amount of times we were messaging each other saying, oh, my God, Zach, like I cannot believe that you've just, with one touch, killed two defenders in order to open the game up for us. He has been superb. Almost almost faultless in this one too. Um, didn't deserve to be on the end of a loss. He's been so good. And he, he's now, with the two goals on the weekend, obviously two penalties as well, but second in the golden boot race as an attacking midfielder. He's had such a good year so far. Yeah, he'd be fought mob number one mate uh, rated now, surely. On the um, Bovalina, uh, we were just talking in the bo- in the group chat before about people just not just watching balls come into the box and no one really attacking them. Bovalina just times a late run, attacks yeah. the ball in the box and catches the defense out, plucks For it sure. away. Uh, people meaning Ben Halloran who watched a cross go to the back post three consecutive I mean, times yeah. in five How minutes. How many times, dude? All did, different scenarios. You too. know, three crosses in a row that went to the back post and the fullback headed away. And all three times Ben Halloran was not even inside the 18-yard box. Just, just attack the ball. Um, this... The um, Bovalina goal in this game is so reminiscent of, of the Dejan Kulisevsky goal to equalise for Spurs in yeah, the game against the City on the weekend, where if you make an effort, if your defender is planted inside the box and you make a hard effort to attack a ball that's coming in the box, how hard is it to defend? Because that guy is going to get above you. every, t- every Nine out of ten times he's above you because of the running start that he's got. So gamble. There was one where, as well, uh, Nesta drove in down down the right wing, got into the box, and he had uh, had an angle to get a shot away. And if Nestor Irankunda has an angle to get a shot away, what's he doing? Every he's single gone time. across the keeper. He's shooting every single time. Yeah. And he's shot across the keeper. He's just missed the back post. And Ben Halloran is standing there, flat-footed, a foot away from it. If he just gambled, you're a professional footballer, just gamble. Either he's going to shoot. Maybe I'll just get to the back post. And it that just, was the one. That was the one those, that got me as well. Those little no things way. that just drive you nuts. Um, yeah, he had one moment of gold in this game too. The yeah. Zach, the goal that put us in front, Zach Clough. Shouldn't second. discount it. The the Ben Howard assist is brilliant for that goal. It's, it's everything he needs fantastic. to do. And I think I said to him, that's why he shits me to tears, is because we know how good he can be. He just doesn't do it often enough. He leads yeah. the league. He leads the league in assists this year, and I f- have felt more frustrated than I have happy with him at times. And that is saying so much. Um, on Zach Clough as well, four goals, three assists, second in goals and assists in the league so far. This guy has just been unbelievable. Lovely. I think we're going to find uh, struggle to find any more positives out of this loss. I mean, great, we scored three, but just overall, I think we all feel pretty similar about the performance. Um, we move on to this Sunday afternoon. We've got... Brisbane at home. They sit third at the moment. They've just gone above us. Uh, Mila Usnich, fourth, sorry. Uh, Mila Usnich with a goal and assist on the weekend. They had a two-all draw with West Sydney. Are Brisbane any good or not? It's really hard to tell. This whole league at the moment, it's it's pretty like the top team has lost a few games already. So yeah. no it's, one really it's, setting it's the world It's there for the taking, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go out on a random tangent and call this one of those early must-win games because... Um, that's what fair. I've seen in the last few weeks is enough to tell me that City and Sydney, who were both outside this top six, are going to come into this top six. So yep. so two have to go, and we're one of those teams on that chopping block. So 
games like this against opponents directly next to you in the table at all points in the season when we're at home we have to win these ones um I've been on the on the table of last week I said again that you you asked what I wanted against MacArthur and I said we just can't lose and when they equalized on the weekend all I could think was fuck we can't lose this because we were in front with 10 to go we were a point clear in second and now yep. all of a sudden we're fifth and and one game or one loss this weekend to a to an okay Brisbane side away from being out of the six and Yep. That's how this league has always worked, and it's getting to that stressful level now. Yeah, it's time to um turn High Marsh back into a bit of a fortress. I don't want any losses here. Uh, I'm not even worried about the just don't lose anymore. It's uh, want to win these games at home, especially with this Brisbane team. I don't think are particularly good at all. Um, Scott Neville and Tom Alder at the back. Come on, uh, Joe Coletti's starting games in midfield. Come on. Uh, Milos oh, is okay and starts. Come on, Henry Hoare has been uh, has been better <clears> this season, but I think this is a team we should be looking to go and go and crush at home. I would like to see us crush them, of course, but you're definitely underrating what this Brisbane team can do. Joe Kelly is a good footballer. He's not a good footballer. In this formation where he has two midfielders covering whatever he wants to do, yes, he is a good footballer. And what is it no, that he wants he to is- do? He just wants to occupy little ferrety areas where the nugget can get in and dislodge yeah, a couple plays, of midfielders. Where he plays Either way, Joe... And he plays attacking midfield in a 4 2 in a team that hums forward, has started every game so far this season and has no scoring involvements. He plays attacking midfield on the team sheet, but if you watch them play, he does not play in that area. That's where what Henry does he Gore do? is. He I want to know football. what he does. While Nothing. There's two, there's two players freeing him up to do what? What's there's, his impact? Why would you want him to be the player you're freeing up? You're freeing up Jay O'Shea. That's what you're doing. You're freeing up. You said they're the... you said they're freeing him up. They're freeing up Kaledi. No, 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 no. Kaledi is freeing what them you said. up. Kaledi's I... freeing them up. Play the tape back. Yeah, he's freeing them up. He's freeing Jay O'Shea up. Because how job. often do you see Jay O'Shea go uh, forward of Kaledi and get into goal scoring assisting opportunities? How are you, you watch? How he are you is feeling Joe Kaledi is going to monster Johnny Yell on the weekend. No, and I don't so. want to see it happen. Of course I don't no want to works. see it happen. But this is what's going to happen. I can have zero impact on the game. He'll get booked at some point and then get subbed off around 60 minutes. Like he does every week for Taris Kamulka. And I was just Standard. going to ask, how are you feeling if you're Taris Kamulka and you've made these career decisions and you're now at Brisbane stuck behind Joe Coletti? Rough. Well, that's Adelaide's fault because Kamulka always always better than Louis Dorigo. Um, score predictions. Um, we're gonna win three one. Two two okay. draw. I'm gonna go two nil Adelaide. There we go. So seven points there between us. Let's take that. That's um, pretty good. good That's stuff. All right, big month coming up, I guess, with the fixtures just coming in. Brisbane at home, then we're Sydney away, Newcastle at home, and then we finish the year with victory away on the thirtieth. Um Season really starting to heat up. We're starting to get into that grind now, where the the fresh the fresh adrenaline has worn off off the big after the big wins. We've copped a hiding in one game. We've had the roller coaster, uh, the roller coasters of Wu and Macarthur uh, with differing results. So it's time to start stringing together these home wins. See you all there. You guys got anything else you want to add this week? I reckon we get six points out of that five game run. One two. Oh no, four game run. That's grim. Yeah, yeah. All right. Love that. <laughs> That's not good. 
Is that what you wanted? <laughs> not really. No, is is this not just like <laughs> we didn't positive think we were gonna... for fuck's sakes? Oh, we didn't think we were going to do anything this season, and didn't so know you, didn't know you were a Brisbane fan, and you just want Joe Coletti to win. I'm not a Brisbane fan. I just think they're better than you know. T- you know, everyone's making them out to be. That's all. Okay. Um, anyone traveling? Victory away, thirtieth of December. We doing it? Night shift. Night shift on road. I think we're going to. Has potential. Yeah, it's in the makings. All right, all right. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. We'll chat after. Okay, we're going to leave it there. See you later.